Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Kitchens. And today, let's just sit around and talk. Okay. I got my Diet Coke. I'm taking a break from work. I'm actually, if you're on a YouTube, you can see that I'm actually in a hotel room. It's a little bit dark, but kind of gives me this, um, I don't know, hue about the video. So anyway, I think it looks pretty good. I look like maybe 10 years younger than I am. Anyway, um, what I wanted to really sit down and talk about is end of the year. We're, we're, we're hitting October 1st, okay, um, 2022. We're hitting that time of year where we start thinking about 2023. What do we want? Who are we? What do we want to be able to accomplish for the next year? Who do we want to be able to move forward in the next year with? Maybe as far as uh, whatever it might be. If you are with an agency, if you want to stay with that agency, if you want to, you know, I, I think towards the end of the year, we all become a little bit nostalgic. Okay. Um, and I think we all start thinking not necessarily about goals or a new life, but we start thinking about what do we want to do better next year? Okay. And I'm kind of sort of in that place for multiple different reasons. Um, one of them is because I'm kind of coming out of an emotional funk. Um, I had a big tragedy last year, end of 21. Um, I've taken time to have downtime to think, to, to really mull and pray and meditate and, and be, uh, be in that space to really feel it. And that's great. That's fine. Um, but I know now that I'm clearer. I've, I've turned a corner. I started turning a corner in like June. It really came out in August. I went down a little bit in September due to the anniversary of this event. And then um, I'm coming back out. So I am, I'm, I feel like I'm really, really out of that funk. But with being out of that funk, I really am at the point now where I am in a combination of where we are at the end of the year. I really want to take a look at what I'm doing how I'm doing it, and how I can be more successful for 23. And this is not just on a business level, but it's also on a personal level. So let's talk about this. I hope that you're going to see that the next couple months and uh, maybe even the next year, I'm going to do a lot more podcasting specifically on being better, leveling up, being that next level of who we want to be able to be for, for physically, personally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, career-wise uh, with our with our job, you know, all of these things. Today, what I want to do is talk about how to kind of get in focus for some of those things. So focusing for being able to step up. It's really kind of what the point is. So um, today, I have been reading a couple different books. There's a great book called um, The... Uh, uh, you know what, now that I sit here and I say this, I can't find it, but I'm going to look it up on my phone. So there's there's a secondary book that I'm reading actually right now called Overcoming Under Earning by Barbara Stanny. And then there's another book called Secrets of the Six-Figure Women, which was the last book I read by Barbara Stanny as well. And it really put me in a different state to be able to say, am I expecting, am I wanting, do I truly want the things I say I want? Or 
Do I want to just whine until somebody comes and rescues me and somebody comes and provides it for me? And I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Yes, I do want what I want. Yes, I'm willing to go out and get it. Yes, I'm willing to be able to step up. But there are a lot of times that I think I sit back and go, but why can't somebody help me? And I know sometimes I, especially whenever I get tired or I get really exhausted. Um, and I'm talking about more than just tired. They're like, like emotionally and mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually exhausted. I know that I just, I, my way to be able to deal with that is just to push, 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 push forward, push through. Right. You know, one of my favorite phrases in life is if you're going through hell, just keep on going, right. You're going to get out at some point. And I think that's a really, really valuable thing a lot of the time. But I think there's sometimes when we go through things that are a little bit more self-inflicted because of the fact that our mentality and our uh, personal opinions and our personal um, views on things need to level up. And I think I am at the point in my life where I am realizing that I want to step up. There was a lot of years where, I mean, I started my agency when my daughter was three and my son was nine. I was a mom. I was, I was a mom. My, my agency was more of what I would call a lifestyle agency to some degree. I mean, we were growing, we were, we were paying our bills. We were generating money. Don't get me wrong. We were very, very focused on that. And there's a lot of things that we did that, uh, that grew our agency, right. Or that, that I would work at night. Right. So, um, I'd work nights and weekends so that I could go and pick them up from school. But then sometimes I would bring them back, not sometimes a lot. I would bring them back to the office and had these monstrous desks, like monstrous desks. And, um, they would sit underneath my desk and have a blanket and they would have their little VHS player. And we'd have the, the, the Netflix videos that we ordered every week or every month that, that we could order different videos. And they would sit around and watch videos. We had a playroom in the back with toys and Legos and a bathroom. And we had snakes and turtles and hamsters. And we had all sorts of things in that back room. We had a refrigerator where we kept Capri Suns and things like that. And we kept toys back there and Nintendos back in the day of Nintendos. And this was, you know, 20 years ago. So if we really look at that I was able to take time away to be able to build my family and to be able to make sure that I built my business. I went through a divorce during that time. um, And then I was really kind of trying just to keep everybody together, right? And that's fine. That was that season that I was in. And if you're in that season, that is fine. That is great. That is where you need to be. But the season of life I'm in right now, my kids are grown. Um, My daughter lives in Denver. She has joined the agency, as you guys know. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But I don't have kids at home anymore. I don't have people and kids that I have to be able to run around and have a lot of responsibility for. But I do have a team and I do have people that work with me and for me. And I work really hard to make sure that they get what they need. But I found that I've transferred all my mothership uh, expectations to being able to take care of my team, but I'm not pushing the team forward as far as growth and so forth. We did hire a couple of salespeople that worked out. It worked out fine for a little bit, but didn't really stick as much as I really wanted it to. That kind of discouraged me back in 2020, um, 2021, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Um, and then of course we had a little bit of family situation and it was just kind of one of these things where I, know that I'm capable of more at this point, And I believe my season has shifted. So coming out of where I've been, 
I know that I want to be more. And by reading these two books specifically, and I've read a lot of other books, I want you to know I'm a huge Audible fan and I absolutely love a lot of things. I mean, there's there's great books in here that I personally have. The One Minute Manager, uh, The Confidence Code is a great book. Um, uh, there's also Atlas of the Heart about just being able to be real and knowing who you are. I do a lot of personal and emotional journey stuff. Clockwork, Fix This Next by Mike McCallowitz, Start, Go for Average to Awesome by John Acuff. There's so many great books out there. And I have absolutely loved every single one of them. And I am excited about being able to bring into 23 some of that knowledge that I've had, because I know that I have a lot of head stuff, a lot of head junk that I need in order to be able to be successful, I have to let go of. And um, those two books, though, uh, the two that I mentioned, The Secrets of the Six-Figure Woman, and, and it's a little bit older, to tell you the truth. It's it's kind of an older book. It's one that was built, I mean, it was one that was written probably in the early 2000s. So, of course, I think um, the concept of uh, wealth and affluence is a little bit different in 2022 because it's a 20-year-old book. But the, the the combination of that with how to overcome under earning really asks a ton of questions. And it asks the questions in almost workbook style to where you can kind of say, how am I impeding my own growth? And um, by saying things like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm good if I make $50,000 a year, $80,000 a year. That's okay. My husband's going to make the rest of the money, right? Or saying, oh, the kids are my primary responsibility and not uh, taking that extra time to be able to build our career, right? Because maybe we're at a certain place. Um, maybe there's just certain things that we need to do personally, right? I mean, I can't sit back and say that I want to lose 30 pounds if I'm not willing to change my eating habits. I can't say that I want to be able to make more money if I'm not willing to go on more sales calls, if I'm not willing to network, if I'm not willing to do other things that it takes to be able to accomplish those things. and. Sometimes, though, we make excuses for being able to get out and doing those things, which that's me. That is me 110%. I'm like, oh, you know, I got so many like service changes to make. I've got to be able to, you know, reach out to this person. I need to make sure I do that. I've got to balance my checkbook. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it might be. Um, I and now I just can't get out today. I can't go to that networking group. Oh, well, look, it's raining. Oh, this, that, and the other. But it's the people that get out and do what it takes to be able to do it. Think about their mindset. Think about what they want. They go on out and achieve it. And that, I, I I go through this probably every two years, every year and a half to two years. And I want you guys to know it is a cycle for me. Um, you guys, you probably heard it on a podcast before where I've gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to level up. And I do. But then like you level up here and you kind of come back down here because you get a little you get a little a little lazy. Right. You get a little happy. Like, oh, like I went ahead and I hired these four people. They're knocking out the ballpark. They're doing all their KPIs. They're doing a great job. Right. But then all of a sudden one or two of them don't make or something happens or we have a personal situation or we get emotionally exhausted with something. And all of a sudden we, zoop, we drop down a little bit. We still make progress from where we were before. But then I sit back and I think, oh, but I'm not where I was before right? Because I came down a little bit. I relaxed my 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 standards. So I then I feel like I go up a little bit and I relax my standards. I go up a little bit and I relax. But all the time, we're making a little bit of progress all the time. And I think that's so important to give ourselves credit for the progress that we're making. I think it's important to 
ask ourselves, what do we want? What we wanted maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, may not be what we want today. And it might change. And it might be because we read a cool book or because our children, you know, meshed into a new lifestyle process. It might be that we moved into a new area of the agency. It might be that we that we met a new a product that made our lives easier in a certain direction, right? That now all of a sudden we can we can do something different with our focus and with our time and with our career. It might be that something happened in our lives and it just changed our focus, right? So. I think sometimes we think of these goal settings and I think sometimes we think of these growth times as being one-time situations or we think, oh my gosh, I'm going through this again, right? And somehow we think because we are having to be able to level up again and make the effort to level up again, maybe we need to read those books to level up again. Maybe we need to do the workbook. We need to do the work. We need to make the list. We need to do the work. We need to do the work. Sometimes I think we think that when we do the work, It's supposed to be done at some point, but it's not. It's just, we stay there for a little bit. We get a little comfortable. And then we figure out the the next level of work to be able to do. Because when we stop, we're not accomplishing anything, right? Even people, whenever they retire, they need something to do. They need a project. They need something to be involved with, maybe a charity or, um, you know, something around their house or like the piddle, right? That's kind of the, the male term. They go out in the garage and they piddle, but they, they, they work on something. They make progress. They love to see something progressing in their lives. I am turning 50 in May. I'm going to be super honest. That's what I'm always, I'm, I'm always very honest on this podcast, but I turned 50 in May. And um, I had my children very young. I was 19 when I had my son and I was uh, I was uh, 25 when I had my daughter. And I went through a divorce at 30. Uh, my house burned down when I was 25. Um, my mom died when I was 22. Uh, I went through divorce at 25. Um, I was remarried at 26. I was divorced again the second time at 40. Raising my children, trying to build an agency. I think I was just in panic mode for so many years that I didn't even think about really seriously leveling up. I did run for a long time. It was kind of my outlet. I got hurt and I haven't been able to really get over the hump of my weight that I've gained and the emotional struggle of not being what I was when I remembered really enjoying running. And I judge myself against those feelings all the time. And I'm kind of putting together a lot of that trauma and chaos. And I'm saying now my children are grown and um, everybody's uh, not needing me on a day-to-day basis. So what do I want? What do I want, right? This is no longer about me being available for the kids. It's no longer about me being available to do something or be something. Um, It's now, what do I want? So I actually created, and I love this idea, It is write down 100 things that you need or that you want. And the key there is, is to go outside of your comfort zone. So therefore, it's not just like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Oh, I want to make this much money. Oh, I want to sell this much insurance. Oh, I want to be able to get into commercial or, oh, I want to be able to hire to be able to get out of customer service, whatever those goals are. Dig deep. Go into details. I don't want to make those mortgagee changes anymore. I don't want to pay those bills anymore. I want to be able to hand off this. I want an office manager. I want blah, 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 right? Maybe I want to be able to have a CSR that helps me out with my applications for insurance. Maybe it is that I want to drive a certain type of vehicle, right? Maybe it is, and think about what you truly want, not what we subjugate ourselves for, right? Oh, you know, and then think about 
the conversation in your mind. Read back over those 100 things and think about the conversation in your mind when you think about those. So if I said, um, I want to be able to, in 2024, I want to be able to buy myself a uh, Mercedes. Okay. I'm, I'm not really a Mercedes person, but say I'm an infinity. Okay. I want to be able to go out and buy myself an infinity, whatever, buy yourself something nice. I would sit here and go, man, what would people think of me if I'm driving that infinity or whatever? What is it going to take to be able to make that kind of money to be able to afford that? Or, you know, how much am I going to have to have time away from my family to be able to achieve that? Or, you know, people that make a lot of money are very unhappy people. They go through more divorces, their children are latchkey children. They, um, you know, don't put as much money in the bank. They don't have as much for a rainy day. They don't blah, 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 blah. I'm guilty of every single one of those thoughts. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. I was raised to marry a man with a college degree because that way he'd vacuum. And the concept was, is that if a man did manual labor all the time, he'd come home exhausted and the house and everything would be completely the woman's responsibility so that a man with a college degree would just be more helpful around the house. That is so wrong. That is totally 100% not true. So, but that was how I was raised. I was also raised with make sure your hair and your makeup are done. If you know me, you're going to laugh at that concept, but uh, make sure your hair and your makeup are done because when your husband comes home, he's been looking at women who are dressed up all day. And if he comes home and you've got spit up all over your front and your hair's up in a top knot, you know, he's not going to find you as attractive and he'll have an affair with a secretary or something. And that's just because that was the mentality that my family was in, my mother specifically. My mother was the most amazing woman, loved her 110%, but she had a lot of those really backwards kind of thinking, especially when it came down to relationships and so forth. She always told me that I needed to make less money than my husband did so that that way he felt like he was strong and a provider. And um, I think that's a big reason why I got an education degree. It's because I felt like that way I could empower my husband's life. Now, my current husband is amazing. And whenever we talk about things, he says, oh, I had to be able to make sure I was available for my mom and I had to make sure I was available for my family so I couldn't take those promotions that might move me across the country because my job was to be there for my mom, which was a beautiful, loving thing to be able to do. But how many of us keep ourselves from leveling up because of our own self-inflicted ideas? And they don't even... Most of them aren't even conscious. Most of them aren't even conscious that we are thinking them through. We don't hear our words in that space. So if we take the time to write down 100 things that we want, doesn't mean we're going to get them. And by writing that on paper, we're not doing anybody any disservice. Write down 100 things that you want. Dig deep. Talk about 
relationships. Talk about your, you know, your, your, how you want to age. Talk about how you want to be able to, what things you might want to own. Think about how you want to run your business. Think about how you want to be able to run your career if you're in sales or if you're in service, right? Think about maybe vacations you want to go on. We can all come up with at least 100. I would almost challenge us go for 200. Make yourself uncomfortable. If you can do 100 easily, go for two to 300. Just take a notepad and just start going through, all right? And take the time to do it. Because once we do that, then we can go back and we can hear the conversations in our head. Maybe then from there, we journal. And we say, why can't I go for these things? Why can't I have these? Why not? And then listen to the answer. In this book, Overcoming Under-Earning, and we're going to talk about it a lot, I think. But there's a great section that says, ask that question to yourself when you're eight. Go back in your head and ask yourself that question when you're eight. What is the eight-year-old you say? And then go to yourself when you're a teenager and ask yourself that question. Why can't I have this? Like, Can I have this? See what yourself says. You go to yourself when you're 25 and ask yourself that question. And then go to yourself when you're 50 or 60, right? And go forward as well. What regrets may you have if you have all these things that you want that you never even tried to be able to achieve because you wanted to support your team rather than grow sales or you wanted to do these things because you didn't think you could or my team won't level up or I don't want to be out of my house as much or whatever it might be. And then address those conversations that are in our head. I'm in this process. I'm actually going to do a book club of women who do overcoming under earning. I'm excited about it. We haven't actually started it yet, but it is actually a workbook too that helps to walk us through this process and our, the, all the things in our head. I love the book, Start, Go From Average to Awesome by John Acuff because the very first point in his workbook piece is write down your biggest fears. When you write them down, Write down what happens if they come true. And then if they do come true, what would you do? So by thinking through that process ahead of time, it prepares us and makes our fears not as scary. So therefore, it's not this thing that's so far away from us and we have to try to make sure we don't achieve it, right? That we're trying everything we can to make sure we don't have that fear that comes up. But instead, take it embrace it, say, okay, say, if I'm out and about, if I'm in the rain, what's going to happen? So you know what? I'll show up to the networking meeting. I'll still make those contacts. We're going to laugh about the rain and move forward, right? That's a really, really stupid example. But um, I had one that was, if I work too much, then my uh, husband wouldn't love me because I would be a workaholic. And I really honestly felt that way. And um, so I would subject myself to my husband saying, oh, you need to, oh, you need to, oh, you need to shut down, relax, whatever, even in the building phase of my business. And then it turned into all I was was always under earning and always angry because I was paying all these people to do all these things. And I did not make the money because I would pay myself. $30,000 a year. And I paid this person over here, $80,000 a year, because in my mind, I was building a business, but I wasn't taking that back out and giving it to myself. And then I would get upset with people because I have to write them a check. And my check was such a different amount. 
And I put my own self on the back burner to sacrifice my own feelings and my own thoughts. And it made me very, very angry. It made me very, very um, judgmental, to a better word, angry and judgmental. So like I would pay a team member and then the team member would go on a vacation and the team member would go to a really great place that I wanted to go to for a vacation. I'm like, well, man, I'm obviously paying him too much because, you know, he can go out over there with his wife and do this. But they had two incomes. Their wife was doing this. They're, they're you know, he was earning this, that and the other. Right. It was my fault that I was not taking enough out of the business. There have been times that I've had more than enough in my bank account at the business and I didn't take it out. Because I wanted a nest egg. It does make me feel safe. And I totally 100% do that. But then I get upset. Well, I can't go do this because I don't have any money. Well, no, I do have the money, right? It's just I haven't chosen to honor me and my time, my family, and where I am in this world. I want to feel strong. I want to feel capable. I want to feel empowered. So now I'm going to take my journal. I'm going to write down those 100 to 300 things that I want. And I'm going to say, what is my verbal journey in my head that keeps me from that? I've always said that I wanted to age gracefully. That's one of my priorities in life. But I've gained a lot of weight in the last 10 years. And um, gained probably 40 pounds, 40, 50 pounds. And since I've stopped running, because I got I got hurt, pulled a hamstring. I said that a couple of times. Anyway. I have said, what holds me back from being able to run? What holds me back from exercising, doing something different, being proactive and being able to be more healthy with what I eat? Because I'll tell you right now, one of my big things is, is that whenever I get depressed, I go through McDonald's, I get myself a quarter pounder and French fries and a diet Dr. Pepper. And I'll sit there in my car and just, there's something about the salty, meaty taste to it that is I don't know what it is. I really don't. It's one of those things I think that when I was a kid, I lived in a small town in Iowa and Wisconsin. We moved, lived in both states. And I think it was so far away to be able to go to a McDonald's. It was such a splurge that when I have a really difficult day, that's my default. And there's one on my corner, which is not very good. But um, I've not been now in like two weeks. So I'm doing well. But I think for each one of us, If we listen to those voices in our head, we ask ourselves those hard questions. We can hear that journey and then we can call ourselves out on it. Teresa, you don't need McDonald's. McDonald's is not good for you and it does not get you where you want to go, right? Um, I have never been somebody who did a lot of self-care type stuff. So this past year, if you're on video on YouTube, you can totally see I've gotten braces to be able to fix. They're fixing my jawline as well as my teeth. So I'm doing that. I'm going to do a facial thing I'm going to do before I turn 50 that I think is supposed to lift and revitalize my skin. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to, I'm doing some weight loss things to be able to commit because if I won't do what it takes to be who I want to be, then I can't complain that I'm that person. And I'm doing the same thing with business. I am taking a certain area of my business that I don't enjoy. And then I do way too much of, and I'm delegating it. And it's something that um, I'm in the middle of doing right now. And my whole team doesn't know exactly that I'm doing it. I don't think they listen to my podcast anyway, but um, we are in that process of of doing that. And it's going to be a wonderful thing for the business. Wonderful thing for me. I'm going to hand it off to somebody who I do believe is truly passionate about it and who can do a much better job 
because it's not something I'm passionate about and it's something that holds me back. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a plan of what I want to be able to accomplish, how I want to be able to accomplish it. I'm going to be able to do a regionally regimented uh, calendar because anything regimented I will fight against for some reason. But I'm going to put together a calendar. What do I want to accomplish? How do I want to do it? And I'm going to make sure I get where I need to be when I need to be there. It doesn't mean I need to be 110% whole out when I'm there. It just means I need to do what I need to do to earn the things that I want. If I want more commercial sales, we got to go on out there. We either need to hire or I need to network or we need to go out there and sell and or I need to bring in people who could do that. 100%. If I want to lose weight, I got to go to the gym. I got to eat better. If I want to fix my skin, which I don't have bad skin, but you know, I'm turning 50. So anyway, I need to make sure that I do what it takes. So I'm in the process of outlining all that out. I appreciate you going with me on this journey today. Um, But as we get ready for goal planning for 2023, this is a mindset conversation. What holds me back from being able to accomplish what I want to accomplish, whether or not it's sales, personal goals, financial goals. Why do we not put money in savings maybe? Why are we not putting money in our 401k? Do we expect it to come somewhere else? Do we expect that, oh no, my husband has a 401k or you know, to be able to do that is, um, is selfish, right? Or why don't we go and get that certification that will propel us into the next level of education? Why don't we do that? Oh, well, you know, my team can't handle me being away. But if we don't level up, then how are we going to be a better leader if we don't do leadership activities, if we don't do leadership training, if we don't go out there and do the things that it takes to level up? So level up with me again in 2023 as we get ready for the next year. I'm really pumped. I'm really excited. I've got a fresh journal and I'm already like, I don't know, a good ways into it, but I've got some good stuff going on and um, I'm reading books. We're going to be talking about that here over the course of the next couple months. Sure. We're going to get some great podcast topics out of it. Level up with me in 2023 and ask yourself the questions so you can deal with the things that hold you back so that you can do exactly what you want to do and accomplish all your dreams in 2023. Thanks for joining me here on the Power Women in Insurance podcast. If you ever want to find me, we are on Facebook. I don't do a whole lot of personal stuff on Facebook, like go Facebook Lives or chit-chatting on there. I need to do more of that. That's one of the things I'm addressing in 23. Um, My name is Teresa Kitchens. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere that you want to be able to find me. Um, I am more than happy to have conversations. I love it when people reach out, tell me about the podcast that they listen to, give us reviews on Apple iTunes, um, wherever you see us, we are on the Agency Intelligence Network. And I love doing this. I want you to know I pay to do this. I don't even make any money from it, but it's a passion project I have to fuel the future of women in the insurance space and just people in general, because we need reality. We need real. We don't need flashing lights and craziness, even though there's a lot of things that attract us to that. And there's a lot of good value. There's a lot of good content and a lot of programs. Every program has a massive amount of content and value. But here we talk about how to be better, how to level up, how to be able to listen to how other people have. We tell a lot of stories and a lot of uh, let people share their journey that you can learn from. Find somebody, reach out to one of our guests because that's exactly what the Power of Women in Insurance podcast is all about. 
and what we're here to partner with you to be able to make your journey in the insurance space better for you and for everybody else. It comes after us. We are building a bridge for the next generation of insurance professionals. And I am super proud to be a part of that with you. Again, my name is Teresa Kitchens. Thank you so much for listening today. Get a new other episode every single Wednesday on any of the major podcast streaming episodes or uh, platforms. And I can't wait to be able to talk to you personally. Have an amazing day. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.